Hello, and welcome back to Meet the Investigators from the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. I'm your new host, Carmen Molina Costa, and I'm a producer here at ICIJ. If you're joining us for the first time, Meet the Investigators is a podcast where we sit down and hear from one ICIJ member from across the globe. Today, we're joined by Hayat Abdo of the Comoros. She's the consortium's first Comorian member and the founder of a new outlet, the national magazine Comoros. Brenda Medina is a reporter here at ICAJ who talked with her for this episode. Hi, Brenda. Hello. Brenda, for those who might not know, where are the Comoros? The Comoros is a tiny group of islands off the shore of East Africa, and it has a population of less than one million people. The islands were once a French colony and gained independence in 1975. Hayet joined us from a dark room that gradually turned black as the sun went down. There was no power that evening. I'm Hayat Abdu. I'm an investigative journalist from uh, Comoros Islands. That's only one of the challenges to being a Comorian journalist. On the island, there are only a few outlets, and Hayat told us that there is no journalism degree at the country's national university. According to Reporters Without Borders, journalists in the Comoros are regularly subjected to government intimidation. For example, in 2021, the incoming finance minister threatened to send thugs to rip to pieces journalists who dared criticize him. When you live in a poor country and uh, justice is uh, really corrupted, it's very important to, to, to keep your conscience intact. In her six years as a journalist and three doing investigative work, Hayed has reported a lot on social issues. Me, I work a lot of in the social causes, health and uh, education and uh, gender. And uh, one day uh, I did a paper of malaria and the military health laboratory that's given a false uh, positive result. People working at the military health laboratory told her they suspected the malaria test results were inaccurate. Soon after that story was published, her phone rang. Hayat knew it wasn't a good sign. And I just gave the phone uh, to my to my director of publication, and I told him, "Boss, it's for you. I'm not paid." I'm not paid to be intimidated, but to write. So then what happened? When he hung up the phone, her boss told her she had been summoned by the army. I told him, who is summoning me? No way. I'm not going anywhere. That is your job, not mine. And I, I don't accept to, to summon it by army because I do my job. I think it's not it's really unfair and I don't accept. I'm just a journalist. My job is ask a question and writing. And if the army was a problem about that, he can just uh, go, go right to the authority, but not me. If I make a mistake, I apologize you. But I can't, uh, I don't accept intimidation. Wow. So working with the government is really sort of fraught then, isn't it? Yes, definitely. A lot of her work has been about government accountability and some stories hit really close to home. 
In December 2020, one of her colleagues, a journalist named Ali Abdul, was found dead in his home. He was the first president of the National Union of Journalists in the Comoros. He was really kind, you know, he's uh, really funny too. <laughs> Laughing every time. And uh, uh, everybody know him. It's, uh, it's, it's hard for me to, to talk about, about, uh, about this. This story, it's really difficult for me. After a two-day investigation, the authorities concluded Ali's death was due to natural causes, but his family disagreed. Hayat started unraveling the story while she was in Tunisia at a journalism event. She noticed that Ali's Facebook Messenger account was still active. She sent a message and was shocked to get a reply. I wrote a message to the person and I, I, I tell her, oh, you know, uh, Ali was our colleague, friends, and our brother. And uh, actually, he died. And uh, we're still in shock. Uh, seeing this account active uh, increases our pain. And she answered me. I'm her sister. My brother is murdered, and nobody wants to know why. Not even journalists. Hayat promised to hear them out. When she returned to the Comoros, she went to meet with Ali's family. The whole family was was there and waiting, waiting for me. The mothers, four sisters, and a brother-in-law. I listened to him for many hours. What did she find out? The prosecutor on the case concluded that Ali died by a natural cause, but the family said his mattress was soaked in blood and there were signs of physical struggle. One of Ali's cousins told Hayed that the police officers on the scene had burned the mattress. She spent hours listening to their testimonies. I was tired. I was angry, I was exhausted. She told me that was the worst day of her life. It, it's very difficult uh, for me, but uh, the most difficult thing was uh, to, fight, to fight against myself because uh, I was really hungry, you know. I really hungry, hungry for, for me first. Uh, I really hungry for all the professional of all the journalists. I really hungry for society. I really hungry for justice. When I saw the the picture for the uh, the body of Ali, it was really horrible. The person who showed her the photographs tried to warn Hayat before she saw them. He asked me, "Have you seen a body like that before?" And I say, "I am not." Okay. And he tell me, "Sit down. I'm gonna show you right now, but just to show you." 
They say, okay, show me. She didn't believe the government could lie so blatantly. At a press conference, the prosecutor had insisted no blood was found, but in the photos, Hayat saw a halo of blood and Ali's left eye dangling from its socket. I was really naive. I was really stupid. When she came home from seeing those photos, she just wanted to forget it all. I needed to, to forget. Forget the picture, forget the story, forget uh, about the conferences uh, uh, of uh, Republic prosecutor, forget everything. What does she mean by that, that she needed to forget everything? It has happened to me before. When a story gets too intense, you just need to step away from it because it becomes overwhelming. And I have heard from other colleagues that it has happened to them too when writing about topics like rape or death. Wow. But then what do you do? Well, when you're ready, you just get back to work. And that's what Hayat did. She finished her reporting and published her story in February 2021. About two months later, the prosecutor who had lied during the press conference was fired. I never asked for police investigation. I never asked from the uh, Republic or prosecutor. I never asked anyone. I, if I, I need, I need just to prove the prosecutor is uh, is lying. So why did the prosecutor lie? It is complicated and honestly, still a little unclear. Ali's relatives told Hayed about a family dispute and how the prosecutor had a potential conflict of interest. But what her investigation did was expose that the prosecutor did lie and she held him accountable. It's obviously still really difficult for her to talk about. It is. But there is another investigation she did that she was a lot more excited to talk about. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this one is my favorite. And that was her investigation into the Comorian Tax Authority. The corruption of the tax administration has never been a secret for anyone, you know. Has never been a secret. Hayat's investigation exposed what was pretty much an open secret in the cameras that agents in the tax administration were taking advantage of their position to extort business owners. They demanded payment and threatened to close jobs if the owners didn't comply. We just say louder than everyone else. And uh, it was really incredible, you know. Every, everyone says that is a good job. Uh, oh, seriously? Finally, it was really incredible. It's amazing. It's amazing. The president of the Comoros ended up firing the director of the tax administration. Really? Yes. You're just getting people fired in Comoros. <laughs> you have had two directors fired now, right? Or a director and a prosecutor after your investigation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of accountability journalism is part of the reason Hayat co-founded a new media outlet, National Magazine Comoros. It is a four-person publication, and it is entirely self-funded. 
Wait, they don't get funding from anywhere? No, and that's actually one of the biggest obstacles to journalism in the Comoros, financial independence. Unless you work for the state-sponsored paper, you can't really make a living from their profession. So reporters often have more than one job. It's important for the journalist to be independent and to be economic secure, you know, but in, in Comoros, uh, it's really difficult. For me, uh, me and uh, my, uh, my, my director, uh, we paid to investigate, but uh, the information in our uh, website, it's free, and we pay for our pockets. So doing journalism in the Comoros, because of all these obstacles that we have talked about, can be really complicated and also sort of a lonely endeavor. So when Hayed heard she had been invited to be an ICIJ member, Carmen, she was ecstatic. When I woke up and uh, uh, I get my phone and uh, uh, for the news and I see the invitation and I say, what? It's really amazing, what? <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, the first time in Comoros and uh, it's really important, not for me, you know, but uh, for our society, not for our reader, not for, for, for uh, uh, future generation, you know. And uh, uh, it's uh, just only amazing to belong in the professional family, you, you know, uh, because uh, in uh, I'm, I'm the, actually I'm the only uh, investigative journalist from Comoros Island and uh, uh, having a big umbrella or, or over my head also helped me to feel, uh, to feel uh, confident. She had the biggest smile, Carmen. When talking about it, you could tell she was really excited. She talked about journalism like a patriotic duty she has to her country. In Comoros, we don't have a habit to, to read a story like uh, investigative story, you know. I think the, the journalist of Comoros can break in the chain, the chain, you know. And uh, maybe uh, one day uh, we can... Uh, do the, the job uh, because uh, the Comorian people need, uh, need to defend, uh, you know. That is our job. And sure enough, Yusuf Hayed was talking about the importance of bringing information to light. Her electricity came back on. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> if that's not serendipitous, I don't know what is. She was so inspiring. Really an impressive journalist to interview. Thank you so much, Brenda, for interviewing her. Oh, you're welcome. That's it for this month's Meet the Investigators. Again, that was Hayat Abdo of the Comoros. She's one of 20 new members we've recently added to our network of journalists across the globe. You can meet the rest at ICIJ.org. I'm Carmen Molina Costa, and that was our Brenda Medina. We'll see you next month.